Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. It's uh, Friday. It's End Times Friday. Uh, good morning. Happy Friday. Yeah, we're getting, uh, by the way, uh, lots of followers uh, who are always anticipating uh, going further into uh, the next piece of this uh, mm -hmm. uh, because it's uh, the feedback that I've gotten is that um, it's been very helpful to just put a biblical perspective to it. Uh, yes, absolutely. Because there's a lot of noise mm -hmm. and comments and predictions and uh, what everything means. And uh, again, the way we've approached it is uh, what Jesus said, watch the signs. Mm -hmm. uh, and we characterize those properly as birth pangs. Mm -hmm. uh, and as birth pangs, you know, they, they start. And as they get closer, they get more intense and more frequent. Right. Right. Uh, so we can say, and Jesus, the reason he said it, and this is why it's so critical, um, uh, and he said the same thing to uh, when he started the book of Revelation. Mm -hmm. Pay attention. Uh, listen and, and understand what I'm saying and be obedient mm -hmm. to what I'm saying. So it's, it's, it's really important for us to consider this, but he said, watch the signs so that it would stimulate us mm -hmm. to to ask him what would you have us do what would you have us understand how do you want us to prepare for this um, and that's why as we consider the signs um, we could definitely say well <laughs> there's a lot of signs mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it's very very possible that we could we could be and 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 again the reason, again, is to ask God, what would you tell us? What would you have us understand? And what mm -hmm. do you want us to prepare for? Mm -hmm. Because at the same time, every generation has thought, well, there's signs right. and maybe this is it. Um, uh, and so it's, it's kind of a both and. It's, mm -hmm. uh, by the way, uh, for sure, there's going to be a real moment where this is it. <laughs> Right, right. Uh, and it's happening. And um, uh, so, Father, you know, help us understand it. And are we to be prepared? And how do you, what do you want to say to us about it? And that's why I wanted every generation not to presume, mm -hmm. well, okay, well, then I can just stop living and I'll, uh, I'll just prepare for the end. Mm -hmm. It seems to me that this is it. Uh, you know, you could go back to World War II with Hitler. It's like, well, there right. it is. There's, right. there's the beast and there's the antichrist and you know, that's, that's everything. Uh, well, and, and one of our, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say uh, one of our listeners actually made a comment on one of them um, um, on one of the recent videos. And I thought it was so good. And it, it goes with what you're talking about in the prepare. There is the, the, 
physical prepare, you know, is there something you want us to be doing as we watch the signs that we need to, to know as we're walking forward into these things, but then there's a heart preparation that he invites us into as well. And it is very easy. And this is what the listener brought up was it's really easy for people. I think the church, especially these days with all of the chaos going around and divisions and everything else to focus on the signs and okay, what would I physically do to prepare and ignore the heart preparation? But the truth is that the bridegroom wants to ready his bride. And so there is both. And in that there's specific instruction that could be physical preparation, but there is heart preparation and a call to repentance and to allowing him to bring down the idols that is absolutely essential in all of this. And we cannot neglect it just because the other is easier, honestly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what we what we will share is well, we know that the, the truth of the word, and we're going to go to that. Um, and then, is there anything new as we try to understand the signs mm-hmm. that help us understand it as it perhaps is getting closer? And again, um, the one big thing to me is that Jesus said, "When you see Israel return as a nation." Mm-hmm. that generation is going to see the end. Well, Israel has returned as a nation. And so that's, that to me is, is one that we know it had to happen mm-hmm. for the end to come. And unless it happened, the end wasn't here yet. Right. Well, it happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and we do know that the tribulation, which we'll get into some of the detail as we process this, um, and actually we're going to talk about this today, is, is called the beast mm-hmm. uh, and, the tr- and the beginning of the tribulation. And we do know that that's one world government right? and one new economic system. Well, we've seen with, with uh, again, my question always was, well, how is that going to work? Mm-hmm. Uh, because we're all individual nations and, and we're not going to easily give up our sovereignty. So, and that's why I always thinking, well, it can't be. It can't be soon, because mm-hmm. I, I don't know how that's going to work. Well, <laughs> COVID comes, and it kind of worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally, the world willingly surrendered to a new authority. Right. It's got to act this way, and you got to you got to you got to uh, quarantine. You got to wear a mask, and then now you got to get vaccinated uh, as they're trying to push that. And that's one of the things that is happening right now is that there's mandates and and by the way this is worldwide Mm -hmm. that uh, in order to function we need you to want you to be vaccinated right well there's a lot of people because because again this isn't the mark of the beast per se uh we have to go to god and there's a lot of people that god say no i don't want you to take the vaccine right uh uh, well but we're seeing the authority pushing it Right. Uh, so uh, one thing that I uh, am watching for, by the way, a sign is, uh, particularly in America, is what does the courts do with this mandate? Mm-hmm. Uh, which, by, by the way, uh, and it's kind of interesting, uh, one <clears throat> is that it, uh, <laughs> and because I've been in medical business my whole life, uh, it violates HIPAA. Mm-hmm. And what they're asking companies to do violates HIPAA. And that is Interesting. HIPAA, HIPAA was set up by the government, interesting enough, by the FDA, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, all health information is private. Mm-hmm. 
and you can't share that with anybody. And I don't know if, you, if you've done this, but uh, when I go to the doctor, even let's say for a physical, oh, yeah. they have a form. And you even have to sign off, you know, if I can put Dan has permission to know what my medical things That's are right. or well, not. You, well, you're, and, even, yeah. you're even giving them permission. Mm-hmm. Uh, HIPAA is that, is that precise that in order for the doctor to actually process your information, mm. you are the, the controller of that. And you say, I give you permission to actually hmm. look at and process this detail of my, oh, of my critical, critical stuff. Um, and they set it up purposely. Now, it's kind of, it's a little bit funny per se, because <laughs> you're going to the doctor because you want them to, you want them <laughs> to do something, but they made right. it, they made it so rigid mm-hmm. and they put HIPAA in the control of the person. Right. And the, by the way, anybody that deals with that information, like we, we did a medical transportation business mm-hmm. uh, and we transported data, information, forms. Um, it always had to be sealed. Mm-hmm. And none of our drivers and our protocol, we could never open that up. Right. Or leave it open because it would be a violation of HIPAA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we weren't even going to do anything with it. But if we read it, that was a violation of HIPAA because you, right. you, the patient, didn't give me permission to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, well, so what they're asking companies to do is to uh, ask your employees to verify they have or taken the, not taken the vaccine, and then you got to right. report that. You, company, got to report that to the government and it doesn't go down to the individual who says, I don't need to tell you that information. Right. You don't have a right to that information. It's my private information. So it, it violates HIPAA. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, where that plays out. Um, uh, and, and so what's going to happen, what it is happening is it's in the courts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the sign that I'm watching for is what happens in the courts around mm-hmm. that issue of mandating something that is, I, I have now lost my freedom of a choice that I would like to make. And by the mm-hmm. way, there's a lot of evidence, scientific evidence, mm-hmm. that um, immunity, you might, first of all, have a natural immunity. Right. Secondly, uh, you might have already had COVID. Right. And your, and your antibodies are actually superior to the vaccine. Right. So, and so, so forcing that person to get the vaccine is completely illogical yeah. and doesn't go with science. And then third, which we, which we've all understood people that have the vaccine still get COVID. Right. Uh, so mandating that is, is around personal freedom mm-hmm. and the choice that I would still like to function in society. And by the way, uh, and one of the things that I do suspect, uh, which would be legitimate, uh, and by the way, uh, uh, there are, are certain uh, ministries and certain uh, organizations that are already doing this. They say, well, either take the vaccine or if you're going to be in a public place, like come to work, every week you got to get tested mm-hmm. to say you don't have it. If you have right. it, stay home. Um, if you don't have it, great, you can come, but you got to prove it. That would right. be... That would be a legitimate mm-hmm. opportunity. Uh, you have a choice to make. You can choose this or this. 
It's your right. choice, but to say you have to do this only, right, uh, is is government control. So um, what I'm watching for, <laughs> I'll get to the punchline here pretty quick, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is if the courts support the mandate. Yes, uh, we 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 consider it constitutional. Yes. They can say that they want to. They can fire you if you don't take the uh, mm-hmm. thing. They can uh, prevent you from entering a social environment, either the mandate or nothing else. And that's what they support. Mm-hmm. I believe the birth pang has just gotten more intense. Mm. That yeah. it's, it's moving fast right. to one world government. Right. And they've now supported it with something that per se doesn't really make a lot of sense when there are alternatives to that. Right. Yeah, Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Or the courts say, yeah, you know what? Uh, This is taking away freedom. This is violating HIPAA. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, you can't mandate it. Uh, Mm -hmm. You can offer alternatives. People have to choose alternatives. Um, uh, Let's go back a little bit and, and let freedom of choice around a policy. And yeah, they got to prove it out, but, Go ahead and let him do it. Well, if that's true, I believe then we have more time. Right. That the birth right. pang hasn't accelerated. The birth pang hasn't gotten more intense. Mm-hmm. It's actually uh, gone a little bit less. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you got more but time. But a so, certain level of desensitization has certainly occurred. It's, it's certainly occurred. Yeah. And it doesn't yes. hasn't stopped necessarily. Mm-hmm. But it just, to me, is like, right. eh, is it closer yeah. than we think? Or is it, so there's, is it more time? Um, yeah, there's two things that got um, put on my radar this week that I'm, uh, that I'm just kind of paying attention to. Also, I saw an article for the first time today, um, and I'm, I'm kind of careful to watch um, I, what the, the perspective I like to do is I like to actually read very liberal news sources as well as conservative and look for the overlap. Yeah. Because a lot of times the overlap is where you find where the nuggets of actual truth are. Yep. And um, so anyway, uh, it sounds like Merck now has a drug that is really testing strongly for treatment. And they're expecting to potentially have it out by December. Mm. If they have a strong treatment that in all the trials, what I'm seeing, the trials are reducing hospitalizations by over like 50 or 60%. I'd have to read it again to see, but it's a significant thing. They get it in the early stages. That I think is going to be interesting in how they, how they then tackle the vaccine issue. If there is actually treatment that is mainstream that is coming in, that is going to be accepted. So I think that's an interesting thing also to be watching. And then another thing I think is interesting is to pay attention to what's going on in economics right now. And, you know, you have said for how long about um, the government being able to pay off their loans and stuff. And everything I'm reading says October 18th, if they don't pass a measure to raise the debt ceiling, the thing that as it is at risk there is the government defaulting on their loans, which is what you've talked about. And even now, even liberal media is coming out and saying, you know, if the debt ceiling is not raised and they cannot um, pay their loans, they default on, on the government, on their loans, then that's going to be catastrophic for the economy. And I mean, how many times have you said this, <laughs> you know, that this is what we're seeing. And so I think to me, those are two big things right now to be watching too, that can shift the waters some. Yeah. And the, uh, uh, this whole debt ceiling, 
See, all by itself, uh, we talk about chaos and we talk about what is happening. Um, the 18th of October is when <laughs> uh, the government, the federal government, um, will not have enough cash right. to support all the spending. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we don't raise the debt ceiling, then they don't have the ability to receive any more input mm -hmm. and take care of it, which means they can't pay their bills. Right. And that's why, that's why it causes catastrophic yeah. because it would, it would cause everything to tumble. Uh, the dollar, uh, uh, all the credit, uh, the right. economy, you know, it would go into a deeper recession, et cetera. So um, the government, which is, uh, you know, uh, the parties are mm -hmm. fighting over this. Uh, right. And the reason they're fighting over it is because the real issue, and let's, say, let's forget about whether they, they do or do not, the real issue is that we're increasing our debt mm -hmm. uh, in order to pay our bills. Right. Uh, well, it's accelerating to a point where, uh, forget about even paying it back, which by the way, uh, the debt, let me, let me tell me, let me help explain that. What, what, when we have debt, what are we talking about? We're talking about treasury bills mm -hmm. and they're purchased by individuals and countries and organizations. Mm -hmm. The majority of our debt, treasury bills, is owned by China and the Middle East. Interesting. Well, now, and China's having its own issues right now with Evergrande and they're there's having, all they're, kinds they're of, having their yeah. own issues because they've been they've been funding mm -hmm. their economy with government debt. Right. And they have the same issue, but interesting enough, they hold our debt, and and hmm. and uh, the Middle East holds our debt. Now this is <laughs> this is interesting, you know, because the question is, well, <laughs> why, and how'd they get all that money? Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> we we gave it to them. This is funny. Mm -hmm. China, over the last fifteen years, twenty years, has gone to a a manufacturing center of the world. Oh goodness, yes. So that so much has gone over so there. So that American manufacturing mm -hmm. basically shut down. It's not universal, but it's it's a big majority, and they shifted right. everything to China. Why? Uh, and I can even remember this that as businesses considered cost, which you know mm -hmm. I'm I'm trying to improve my cost. Yeah. Um, so when people would go, when companies would go to China, the Chinese, because of their labor rate was basically mm -hmm. close to zero per se, relative to what we were. When they calculated the cost, China said, don't even bother putting in labor. Just calculate the materials and the cost of shipping it. Well, when mm -hmm. you take labor out of making anything, it's cheaper. <laughs> right, right. So it shifted. Everything shifted to China. Mm -hmm. uh, this is, by the way, worldwide. Right. Uh, so our manufacturing. So we then paid China to make our stuff mm -hmm. and ship it to us. What did that do? That gave them a tremendous inflow of, of cash and money. What happened in the Middle East? 
this happened in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, is that um, we became dependent on buying mm -hmm. oil and gas from Middle East. Right. So we sent them money for their stuff, and they gave us oil and gas to function. Well, mm -hmm. they, they became super wealthy. They took the, China and Middle East took the wealth <laughs> and said, I'm going <laughs> to buy. And invested in the U.S. <laughs> I'm going to buy your treasuries to get uh, uh, return, mm -hmm. and we'll, we'll, in essence, give you back your money. But we own the money, and you owe us the money. Uh, mm -hmm. So the debt is owned by them. So if they, if they wanted to, uh, and because of what you just said about China, they may want to. Right. They may say, well, uh, we're struggling, so we're, gonna, we're not going to refund. It's called rolling over. We're not going to roll mm -hmm. over our treasury bills. Uh, we're, we want you to pay us, pay us off. Right. So if they ever did that, but well, we don't have any cash. Right. So we couldn't do it. We'd default, and that'd be it. Uh, so mm -hmm. that's one issue. The second issue is interest payments. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um, we do keep interest payments current. Right. Uh, if you buy treasuries, you expect to get paid the interest. Well, the Fed, central banks, basically have moved the interest payments pretty close to zero. Mm -hmm. uh, quarter of a percent, half a percent. I don't know if you have a savings account in your bank, mm -hmm. but... They basically don't pay you anything, right? Right. On the savings account, uh, because the interest rate is so low. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a reason for that. Given that the economy, you know, suffered in 2008, started to really come back in 2012, and boomed, really till today. Right. Well, when that happens the central banks generally raise interest rates mm -hmm. to kind of level it out. Um, and they raise interest rates. They never did. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, right now, there's a second factor called inflation. Right. By the way, caused by what? Government spending. Mm -hmm. That is heating up uh, more than is normal uh, flow. The central banks, generally speaking, when there's inflation, raise interest rates. Right. Why? To get inflation back under control uh, and cause the economic system to balance itself out. Uh, and, uh, and they came out when the inflation starts to hit this last mm -hmm. year and said it's transitory. Yeah. Which They're backpedaling pretty good on that now, right? Yeah, which meant, eh, don't worry about it. It's just, it's just temporary. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Well, they've come out over the last two months and said, eh, yeah. it's not transitory. Right. We're, it's going to be a long-term deal. Okay, uh, last month when the Fed met, they said, next year we may raise interest rates. Mm -hmm. Only said it so that everybody who said, why aren't you raising interest rates? Well, they said we may. When? Next year. They should be doing it right now. Mm -hmm. Okay, now in those two scenarios, when they normally, over the course of ever since they've been functioning over the last two uh, centuries, why wouldn't they do it? They can't. Mm -hmm. If they did, the government 
would have to pay the interest to these uh, holders of the treasury bills, and it would consume our annual budget. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't pay all the other bills, so they can't do it. So they're stuck. So the real issue about the debt uh, is, first of all, it could, it could shut down on the, if they don't come to an agreement, it's going to shut down on the 18th. Right. Uh, I believe they will come to an agreement because I don't think anybody uh, believes that that's a good idea. Right. Um, but <laughs> the outcome, they're going to raise the debt limit, mm -hmm. which means we just borrow more and they'll, and they'll just push it down and keep raising the debt. And that's what we've been doing for the last 30 years. And now yeah. we're at 30 trillion. By the way, there's, there's a whole thing called off balance sheet debt that we don't even calculate. That's probably a hundred trillion. Uh, but the, the known debt with the treasury bills is 30 trillion, going to go up to 33 trillion, 36 trillion, 40 trillion. Well, our GDP is in the twenties. Mm -hmm. So we've exceeded now our GDP with the debt. And when we cross that line, it now becomes in a sense, a point of no return. Right. Uh, is you can't, you can't, you can't make it. So again, if you look at it in a simple way, um, you, your family, mm -hmm. if you, if you have less income than you have expenses, what do you do? You use credit <laughs> cards. Eventually you max them out. Right. And then you're stuck because guess what? We're not going to give you any more credit or the interest rate goes so high. You can't, you, you're mm -hmm. consuming your higher, your whole budget with interest and you can't pay your bills. One of the two has to break. Right, right. Uh, well, that's, you know, on a, on a government basis, the argument is, well, yeah, but that's, we're government and that's individual. Well, the principle still holds. Yeah, I tell uh, you, if, if any of us personally ran our finances the way the government runs, that runs theirs, we would call them idiots. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so <laughs> you yeah, don't do is, that. So what you're proposing here is this is something to watch. Yeah. Uh, what happens to the debt? Uh, what I, what I predict is that they will come to an agreement. Mm -hmm. They will raise it. By the way, uh, Yellen, who used to be, uh, by the way, uh, the Fed chairman. Mm -hmm. uh, she's now the secretary chair. Uh, she's head of the secretary of, or excuse me, the treasury. Okay. Uh, so now she's in that role. And she just came out yesterday and said, let's just uh, permanently get rid of any get debt rid limit of it. I and, heard that. And let's yeah. just ultimately borrow as much money as we want. Mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of dangerous. Uh, <laughs> in a way, she's saying, why don't we just get rid of it because we're playing the game anyway. Mm -hmm. And we're at a point where we can't stop borrowing. We have to keep borrowing more to function. Mm -hmm. Every year, you Democrats and Republicans fight over it and ultimately decide to raise the debt limit because you have to. Why don't right. we just skip all that and just end the debt limit? <laughs> mm. uh, which means it'll just soar and soar and soar and soar and soar. Uh, so right. that's, a, that's one of the things to really watch is uh, what happens with that? You know, do we wind up with a problem on the 18th? Uh, do they raise the debt limit? When, mm -hmm. When's the next debt limit issue going to be? Because again, uh, what will happen in the, in the tribulation is there, there will be an economic collapse mm -hmm. that causes everything to fail 
so that when the one world government comes and says, we have the solution, right. everybody says, yeah, great, fantastic. Uh, we, we surrender our sovereignty. We're going to mm-hmm. follow the new federation. Um, and we think this is a good idea mm-hmm. uh, because it collapses. Well, theoretically, uh, interesting enough, I don't, I don't think this is going to happen, but on the 18th of October, mm-hmm. they could collapse the system. Yeah. It, I mean, it's doable, feasible, and they could do it mm-hmm. uh, and just say, okay, that's it. And everything just goes. Uh, into a deep, deep, deep depression, recession, because they set it up with the way the government works. Mm-hmm. When that fails, everything else follows. Right. And I believe, I personally believe that's probably what's going to happen. When they collapse mm-hmm. the system, it'll be a gigantic issue with debt. Mm-hmm. And it's going to cause the rippling effect into the deep, deep, deep catastrophe, which, by the way, is purposeful. Right. So I that mean, that we, does fulfill prophecy. Yeah, it fulfills prophecy <laughs> and, and is purposeful. So um, we've talked about uh, the seals. Uh, there's uh, the fifth, sixth uh, seal. Uh, the fifth seal is martyrdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, uh, over the last 10 years has been the greatest number of martyrs in the history of, right. of uh, uh, Christianity. Um, and then the sixth seal is economic collapse, which... Um, occurs causing the tribulation and then leads to God's wrath. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, we're not sure where those are in terms of have they open opened up? Are they in play right now? Certainly they could be, uh, but those seals, and then uh, we come to the tribulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, well, let's talk about the tribulation. Uh, and Daniel actually lays this out for us uh, quite a bit. So go to Daniel chapter 7, uh, verses uh, 7 and 8, first of all, and then read uh, 15 to 28. Uh, we'll pick it up, and then we'll, we'll, go, we'll go further with that as we go to um, uh, Daniel 8. But go ahead and just start with Daniel 7, 7 and 8. Okay. After this, I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, terrifying and dreadful and exceedingly strong, It had great iron teeth. It devoured and broke in pieces and stamped what was left with its feet. It was different from all the beasts that were before it, and it had 10 horns. I considered the horns, and behold, there came up among them another horn, a little one, before which three of the first horns were plucked up by the roots. And behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man and a mouth speaking great things. Okay, and then uh, go to uh, uh, 15... Uh, through 28. As for me, Daniel, my spirit within me was anxious and the visions in my head, visions of my head alarmed me. I approached one of those who stood there and asked him the truth concerning all of this. So he told me and made known to me the interpretation of the things. These four great beasts are four kings who shall arise out of the earth, but the saints of the most high shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, forever and ever. Then I desired to know the truth about the fourth beast, which was different from all the rest, exceedingly terrifying with its teeth of iron and claws of bronze and which devoured and broke in pieces and stamped what was left with its feet and about the 10 horns that were on its head and the other horn that came up and before which three of them fell, 
the horn that had eyes and a mouth and spoke great things and that seemed greater than its companions. As I looked, this horn made war with the saints and prevailed over them until the ancient of days came and judgment was given for the saints of the most high and the time came when the saints possessed the kingdom. Thus he said, as for the fourth beast, there shall be a fourth kingdom on earth, there shall be, which shall be different from all the kingdoms, and it shall devour the whole earth and trample it down and break it to pieces. As for the ten horns, out of this kingdom ten kings shall arise, and another shall arise after them. He shall be different from the former ones and shall put down three kings. He shall speak words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High and shall think to change the times and the law, and they shall be given into his hand for a time, times, and half a time. But the court shall sit in judgment and his dominion shall be taken away to be consumed and destroyed to the end. And the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High. His kingdom shall be an everlasting kingdom and all dominions shall serve and obey him. Here is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my thoughts greatly alarmed me and my color changed, but I kept the matter in my heart. Yeah. And then uh, go up to uh, Daniel 8, 23 to 27. Okay. And the latter and at the latter end of their kingdom, when the transgressors have reached their limit, a king of bold face, one who understands riddles, shall arise. His power shall be great, but not by his own power, and he shall cause fearful destruction and shall succeed in what he does and destroy mighty men and people and the people who are the saints. By his cunning, he shall make deceit prosper under his hand, and in his own mind, he shall become great. Without warning, he shall destroy many, and he shall even rise up against the prince of princes, and he shall be broken, but by no human hand. The vision of the evenings and the mornings that has been told is true, but seal up the vision, for it refers to many days from now. And I, Daniel, was overcome and lay sick for some days. Then I arose and went about the king's business, but I was appalled by the vision and did not understand it. Yeah. Well, that's pretty amazing, huh? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Whoa. Um, There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> oh, there really is. So Daniel, remember, um, laid out the timeline. Mm -hmm. uh, and he said there's 70 weeks left. Mm -hmm. um, and he describes uh, the first three beasts uh, that occur... Uh, and he lays out the timeline. So the, the 62 weeks until Christ, mm -hmm. uh, then there's, uh, uh, excuse me, 69. And then there's, uh, uh, a process of one week left. Right. Um, and the one week, and remember a week is each day is a year. So one mm -hmm. week is seven years. Um, and his timing, uh, up until Christ was precise. Exact. Mm -hmm. Uh, so he's got one week left and he, he talked about the three beasts that are these, uh, empires, mm -hmm. uh, and they were, uh, you know, the Persians, uh, the Greeks, uh, and then the Romans, uh, and they occurred, uh, you know, during this time. And then he says, he's talking here. He said, there's one more left, mm -hmm. the fourth beast. He said, it's completely different than the other ones. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it's going to occur during the last week. 
So uh, he's talking about uh, the beast and he's talking about the tribulation. Right. Uh, and he said it's going to be terrible. Uh, it's going to be dreadful, uh, exceedingly strong. Um, and uh, it's going to, uh, it, says it, it says it has the iron teeth uh, and the nails of bronze, and it's going to devour things and break into pieces uh, and trample the residue with its feet. Hmm. Uh, okay, so uh, the beast is a system. Okay. Um, and we got to be careful. A lot of people confuse the beast with the Antichrist. Right. It's not the same. Two separate things. Two separate one things. is the economic system, essentially, right? It's and then new, the other a, is an a, actual it's person. It's a one world leader. government. It's a one world government with a new economic mm -hmm. system that now rules mm -hmm. in the same way the other beasts did. So the Persians, the Greeks, the Romans, they ruled. Mm -hmm. And they kind of operated with a system mm -hmm. uh, of how they, how they did it. Uh, so he said it's the fourth beast, a ruler, like, like it was before. But in this case, it's different. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, uh, and it talks about uh, it has 10 horns. And you would, you would, a horn is a leader, is a head. Okay. So it's got 10 heads. Uh, now, in the past, a lot of people tried to figure that out with, well, that must mm -hmm. be 10 nations mm -hmm. uh, that come together and form the one world government. Um, and so, you know, it'd be EU and China, Russia, Middle East, US, right. et cetera, et cetera. Um, a couple things about that. Uh, one, he said it's different. Mm -hmm. So it's not a national government, in my opinion. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it has some other structure to it that's different. Two is that, by definition, it's a, it's a new one world government. Mm. So I mm. doubt that it's, it's individual nations trying to come together and still maintain their individual nation mentality. Uh, it's, gonna right. be a, it's gonna be a total surrender to a one world government that looks, looks different. And he said it's terrible and devours and breaks in pieces. And so here's what I think. Uh, we, we have an operating economy worldwide mm -hmm. right now. Uh, yeah different currencies, uh, different uh, manufacturing capability, uh, different places, um, and it's all functioning uh, to some level. And of course, COVID has put, put some stress on that. Right, absolutely. Uh, and the governments around the world and the economies around the world are struggling. Now, by the way, America uh, happened to be one that's actually has done quite well uh, hmm. because they've as they've allowed people to get back to business and work, all that pent up demand mm -hmm. started to accelerate. Like for example, uh, housing. I don't mm -hmm. know if it, I don't know for you, but anywhere outside of a city, 
housing prices and the, the transactions, the number of transactions has skyrocketed. Absolutely skyrocketed. They are saying that's slowing now, though. It's starting to slow, which, which by the way, is, is going to happen. Absolutely going to yeah. happen. And by the way, it's overpriced, so the prices are going to shrink. Right. It should uh, correct some. It's going to correct. That's, that's Again, it's just pure economics. Uh, but think of people going to sporting events. People are going to mm -hmm. restaurants, going to concerts going mm -hmm. out again, spending money, going to the store, buying things. Well, that stimulates an economy and, it, and it's called the multiplier mm -hmm. effect. The more that you uh, grow, mm -hmm. the faster it happens. Now, the, by the right. way, it reaches a point and you just said it, housing is an example. Mm -hmm. It accelerated and it, and it grew tremendously. Well, what happens is uh, in economics, it, 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 it in a sense gets overdone. Mm-hmm. And so people say, well, I've reached my limit. Uh, I, can't, right. I can't pay anymore, and I'm not going to move as much, and no, I don't care as much. So everything cools off. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's, what, that's what's going to happen. But in America, we've been, we've been a very vibrant economy, which, by the way, uh, when this first happened, and I talked to people, I said, uh, right now, I would be careful where you put your money, but I'm going to tell you something. There, when this thing is released to some level, it's going to be a boom time. Mm -hmm. Now, again, I don't, I don't, I don't believe it's going to last for very long. And there's lots of discussion even today of we may be headed to a recession because mm -hmm. we can't see it, you know, keeping up. Uh, but around the world, uh, we have a system. The beast says it tramples that system mm -hmm. and it destroys that system. So that it's not a, uh, a refinement of the way we do things today. It's a complete destruction of mm -hmm. what we do today and set up a whole new system. Right. It's a one world government. Yeah, that's interesting yeah. that it talks about it being completely destroyed. Yes, completely destroyed. That, you know. Uh, and when the tribulation starts, it's the beast. Mm-hmm. And all we know when it starts, we don't know the Antichrist yet, and we'll talk about that in a second. Right. We know the beast. Mm -hmm. The beast is one world system, one world government with a new economic system that has mm -hmm. completely destroyed everything that we've ever been uh, used to. Right. Now, uh, why? Well, because, <laughs> because the collapse, everything mm -hmm. collapsed, and they destroyed it purposely in order to bring about a new system mm -hmm. that by the way, interesting enough, everybody except a few uh, believers who are called the remnant willingly adapt. Right. And they, cause why? Well, because they're in such dire straits from the collapse that when somebody comes along and says, Hey, by the way, I've got a solution and it'll work really, really well. Mm -hmm. Everybody says, great. Uh, and I believe, by the way, this is one of the reasons why the governments of the world are becoming so uh, basically uh, inept uh, mm -hmm. with no ability to solve anything. Because then there's a discouragement mm -hmm. on the part of like the Americans, because we're, we're fairly independent. Right. Um, and per se, out of all the countries in the world, we would have the most difficulty 
surrendering our allegiance to the United States of America, who stands for freedom and stands for capitalism, right. et cetera. And we're going to give that up right. for, for some, well, you know, I don't know if you talk to people, but there's polls and there's discussion. What do you think about our government's ability to, uh, to help us? Right. The answer is and faith is greatly diminished right I, now. I don't think they can do it at all. They, yeah. they don't, they can't seem to do anything right. Mm -hmm. uh, and all it is is a bunch of people just fight each other and they don't, they never get anything done. We're losing confidence mm -hmm. in the system. Uh, I think it's purposeful. Uh, why? Well, yeah. so the one world government will be, okay, you know what? Will actually be attractive. At That's that going to be attractive. So yeah, mm -hmm. sure. Let's, let's do that. Okay. Now here's, here's an interesting thing. Um, I thought about this. I prayed about this, uh, processed this a lot. Um, I said, okay, if it's different and it's not 10 nations, what might it be? Mm -hmm. What I've received and what I processed is it's corporations. It's, yeah, I think this is a fascinating idea. I've heard you talk uh, about this. It's a corporate structure where, uh, interesting enough, and, and, and let me just give you a couple of pieces of information. The, the big companies of the world are truly worldwide. Right. So Apple and Google and Amazon mm -hmm. uh, and Facebook, uh, Twitter, they're worldwide. Mm -hmm. They're already worldwide. Right. Uh, and people are used to them operating on a worldwide basis. And they're international in their, in their thinking mm -hmm. and in their capability. Um, number two, <laughs> this is really interesting. Um, the top 10, 20 uh, international companies own 90% of the wealth of the world. Wow. Uh, they have cash, mm -hmm. trillions of dollars of cash that they have. And guess, and guess who doesn't have cash? The governments. No government in the world Interesting enough, except <laughs> Israel. Oh, interesting. Israel has cash. Uh, they hmm. have, they have, now they're struggling as everyone else does, but they, but they have the ability to function without having to be out of balance. And, and they are. Interesting. Uh, okay. China, Russia, uh, Russia, interesting enough, is probably the next strongest country, interesting enough, economically. Really? Even over China, because they've done a really fine job of, of uh, building up uh, cash without debt. Hmm. Uh, so they're, they're a player. That's an interesting play, too. But um, so what I see is that when, when we have a one world government, I believe it's in a corporate type structure. Mm -hmm. uh, and the uh, equity uh, the stock that people will have available to them will be in these chosen companies uh, mm. that, because remember, he's going to trample the system. So we're going to lose, right. I believe we'll lose our stock market system. It'll right. be, it'll be something completely different. Um, so I can foresee that it's, it's a 10 unit corporate structure mm -hmm. with heads of, of these businesses. And I believe, by the way, it's not just there for American businesses. Right. So it can be Alibaba from China. It can be uh, ones from EU mm -hmm. uh, that are part of the 
of the group. In fact, it would make the most sense if it was diverse. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. and because of the structure, and again, think of a structure uh, in a corporate environment, uh, there's, you know, let's say a president. Mm -hmm. And then below that are vice presidents and below them are directors. So when I say a, a 10 unit structure, there's 10 heads. Mm -hmm. And below that will be other businesses, will be other structures, right. but they won't be the top. Okay. Um, there'll be 10 top guys, 10 top people that will uh, lead this, this unit and they'll form mm -hmm. the new government that we make the decisions and here are the rules that you mm -hmm. have to follow that we quote, and I'm gonna use this interesting word, mandate. Hmm. Ah, we've heard that, haven't we? Called the Just vaccine mandate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they mandate it. Uh, and because they mandate it, they require everybody to <laughs> take the mark of the beast. Right. You have to agree to it. Mm -hmm. If you agree to it, you can function economically. And you, by the way, you have to do everything we tell you to do. So uh, it's likely you won't have any private ownership of property. Uh, we'll own it all. Uh, you can invest maybe uh, uh, your excess. I do believe there'll be an equalization process. Mm -hmm. So they'll come up with a way right. to give you value. So if you have a, a $5 million house versus a guy that has a $100,000 house, They'll come up with a way to, you know, equalize that in some way. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll get, you'll get uh, income. Debt will be completely released. Uh, mm -hmm. You'll have no debt at all. Nobody will have any debt. Uh, it'll be a start over. Uh, Which I think that point, I'm just going to highlight on that. I think it's interesting that you do already see conversations. You know, you've seen them for a few years now, but more so during COVID of that sort of thing right there. You know, starting with the student loan debt yes. forgiveness. yes you know, conversations and you see a generation buying into the idea that that's a good thing. Yes. Yeah. Because it takes and so off the that's, pressure. That's something to pay attention to as well. Yeah. Yeah. You if know? you, if you give me income mm -hmm. to function, uh, and I know I have to agree to a certain way of doing it, um, and I don't have any debt. And so my money can be spent on that. Mm -hmm. And then if I, if I work, yeah, there'll be a hierarchy. I, I th still think there'll be a hierarchy of, of mm -hmm. uh, you can make, quote, more if you work at certain jobs and certain things. I don't think it'll be a pure, what I'd call communist system mm -hmm. to where just everybody makes the same, that's it. I think, because interesting enough, during the description, we'll get to it, it said there's tremendous wealth building during the first right. three, three and a half years of the, of the tribulation. So it can't be complete communism. No, yeah. because there has to be opportunity Mm -hmm. to build wealth. Uh, and there is. And so I, I think it's just an equalization and release of all the mm -hmm. debt. So there's a whole new system, but you got to take the mark of the beast. Mm -hmm. And you say, I now uh, agree with and will allow this 10 unit uh, beast to run the world and whatever they mandate, because it's not a democracy. Remember, it's no longer a democracy. Right. We don't vote on anything. They tell us what they're going to do, and here's how it's going to work, and we willingly accept that and say, "Okay, uh, you you run the show," uh, and it's ten as ten nations now uh, or ten units. So uh, we're gonna we're running out of time here, but 
think about this. It even says that you read it, and we're gonna mm -hmm. we're gonna discuss this next time. Uh, the Antichrist arises out of the right. beast. It goes from ten to seven to five to three to two to one. Well, he's one of those mm -hmm. ten ten heads. Over the first several uh, months, years of the tribulation, the other heads are uh, basically uh, taken over mm -hmm. and eliminated by. Well, no, you're no longer uh, going to be in charge of that. Uh, and we don't have 10, we have seven. Then we don't have seven, we have five. Then we don't have five, we have three. Then we don't have three, we have two. One, mm -hmm. one remaining, that's the Antichrist. Mm, um, okay. and, and this is interesting. As we look at that today, we would say, well, that, that's, wouldn't that be obvious that that guy is getting rid of those other nine guys? And the answer is no. It's clever. Mm -hmm. And every time it happens, it's, it's, a, it's actually applauded by the people of the world. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, hallelujah, great. Interesting, uh, right. Because the only ones that will know Antichrist, and again, to think about, think about this. Who's going to know Antichrist? Believers. Right. Christians that see what it is. Everybody mm -hmm. else will we'll see deceived. this person as fantastic. Mm -hmm. And actually, the, and we'll talk about it, there's a false prophet, a Christian, a Christian mm -hmm. who says, this is actually the way to go. And by the way, he supports when he says, I'm God. Yeah. But he's really anti-God, anti-Christ. Satan. So, so it's really interesting stuff. I know we're running short on time, but I'm just going to put this out there. Remind me next time we're doing End Times Friday <laughs> um, to ask you about a passage that I came across in Hebrews 12 yep. that I believe actually foreshadows the mark of the beast as well and a warning against taking it. So I, I just wanted to uh, talk to you about that and see your thoughts on it. But yep. it, it was interesting. But yep. I know we don't have time to go there right now. Yep. And again, we'll just end it with uh, the beast is a system. The mark of the beast is agreeing to the system. It's not the mark of the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. A lot of people can get that confused. They'll say, oh, it'll be obvious because that, that guy is telling me I got to do it. Interesting enough, it's not the guy, it's the system Yeah. that people willingly say. And most, a lot of believers, by the way, say, this is actually good because God solved our problem. Mm -hmm. That system, that, that's okay. Uh, that'll work. Uh, that's, that's a blessing. Isn't that a blessing? Mm -hmm. See how tricky it is? Uh, right. uh, it's really interesting. And, and that's why we got to really be aware of it because God's going to say to us, don't take the mark. <laughs> right, right. Well, in this passage that I want to talk about in Hebrew is actually definitely, if it is talking about the mark of the beast as well, it definitely puts the economic spin on it too. So you see that very clearly. I know. Yeah, it's really, really um, interesting. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll pick it up again. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've, we've set it up. So uh, the tribulation is through this, Beast, the beast is a 10-unit system, for sure. Uh, is it nations? I don't think so. I think it's a corporate structure. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, it, it comes about on a worldwide basis that everybody mm -hmm. says, except for a few believers, again, who are remnant, who understand it, ooh, uh, uh, isn't this a good idea? And everybody mm -hmm. says, yep, I surrender to that new sovereignty, and I'm, I'm doing it willingly. So... We'll right. pick it up and uh, 
Uh, we could talk. We, there's so much interesting it's, information. It's that, fascinating uh, discussion. Uh, right? We get involved with. So we'll, we'll continue that next time. If you've got any questions, send it on to us, and uh, we'll be happy to talk about it. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you uh, next Monday. Sounds great. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for joining us. And be encouraged, even in the midst of all these signs that are going on, our God reigns. And you can count on him to lead and direct every step. Just keep abiding, guys. Amen. Have a great weekend. Right. Thank you. Yeah, see ya. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.